You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Friday, February 17th, 2023. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors has moved next week's meeting back a day on account of the President's Day holiday on February 20th. The supervisors will convene at 9 a.m. Tuesday in the courthouse meeting room. The agenda begins with an update from engineer Zach Anderson regarding a secondary road construction update in Carroll County. Also on Tuesday's agenda is the proposed acceptance of an offer from Rhonda and Chuck Martin of Breda to purchase the former Chicago and Northwestern Depot located along the Sock Rail Trail in Breda. The Martins plan to renovate the vacant structure to create a bike rental shop and possibly a cafe to accommodate the many riders along the popular trail. Other items of business on Tuesday's agenda include consideration of a fiscal year 2024 tax suspension request, setting the public hearing dates for an FY23 budget amendment and ordinance change for rag bri vendors, and committee reassignments following the addition of District 5 Supervisor Cindy Scatterico to the board at the February 13th meeting. The Tuesday, February 21st meeting is open to the public and is available on the county's YouTube channel. The full agenda is included with this story online. A state law is now active to limit medical malpractice claims for non-economic or so-called pain and suffering damages. Governor Kim Reynolds was surrounded by a large crowd Thursday as she held a bill signing ceremony in her state house office. Because of our efforts, and that includes everyone in this room, legislators and healthcare providers, lots of people pulling together to get this across the finish line, we're in a much better position to recruit and retain physicians in our communities and really preserve access to care for rural Iowans. The law took effect as soon as the governor signed it. There's no limit on coverage for medical expenses or economic losses caused by medical errors, but pain and suffering awards and medical malpractice cases are now capped at $2 million for hospitals and $1 million for all other health care providers. Starting in 2028, those caps will increase by an annual inflation factor of just over 2%. When mistakes happen... Iowans deserve fair compensation, but arbitrary multi-million dollar awards do more than that. They act as a tax on all Iowans by raising the cost of care. They drive medical clinics out of business and medical students out of the state. Former Governor Terry Branstad started pushing for medical malpractice caps more than a decade ago. Reynolds made it one of her priority issues for the 2023 Iowa legislature. Iowa finally joins the majority of U.S. states in enacting common-sense medical malpractice reform by placing a reasonable cap on non-economic damages. Kevin Kincaid, the CEO of Knoxville Hospitals and Clinics, says the law has been a priority for providers. To recruit the best and brightest, to keep these providers in Iowa, we need to have a stable practice environment. This bill is a crucial step forward in helping Iowa to be a more attractive place to practice medicine. Democrats and 16 Republicans in the legislature voted against the law, arguing it was unfair to place a dollar value on when a person's life is dramatically changed or ended due to a medical error. House Democratic leader Jennifer Confer says there's no evidence the health care workforce issues Iowa faces are any better in states with medical malpractice caps. Um, our frustration is that it was a one-size-fits-all approach. Iowans are the true, Iowa patients are the true losers here. Confer says the caps benefit the insurance industry with no guarantee medical malpractice insurance rates for doctors and hospitals will be controlled. 
And a report released this week by the personal finance company WalletHub shows Iowa currently ranks as one of the five most challenging states for employers to find workers. Statisticians compared all 50 states and the District of Columbia based on the rate of job openings for the latest month and for the past 12 months. Iowa ranked fifth in WalletHub's latest study with a 6.97% job opening rate for the last year and 8% opening rate for over the previous month. Alaska, West Virginia, Louisiana, and Montana are the only states ranked more challenging for employers. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Washington finished as the best states for companies searching for new workers. And that is going to bring us now to our mid-news break here on KCIM. Stick around. More news is on the way after this. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. I drive my bus in a busy city. That's why road safety is so important to me. I know that I must slow down and be extra careful when I make a wide turn. Buses need more room than cars. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, remember to give buses plenty of time and space to finish turning before driving ahead. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Carroll American Legion is inviting area residents to join them this weekend for a night of fun and refreshments during their first American Legion winter dance. R.T. Shrek, one of the Legion's many members, says the community has been supportive of their organization over the years and they wanted to offer an entertaining night as a way to say thank you. The Legion, I think, is a big part of the community with what we do, but also the community is a very big part of the Legion. They've been so supportive over the years of our different drives and, and just in general supporting the American Legion and the veterans. Tomorrow night, the Legion is hosting the Winter Dance at the American Legion Hall on Hires Avenue. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. and two and a half guitars will take the stage at 7.30, playing until 11.30 that night. Shrek stresses, everybody is welcome to attend. We're going to have a cash bar. It's just a free will donation to come in. It's whatever you want to donate to the Legion to enjoy a night of music, dancing, and maybe little refreshments. We really want to stress the point. This is open to the public. You do not have to be a Legion member to come. It's absolutely open to the public, and we hope that our friends from around Carroll and Carroll County come up and have a fun night with us. Shrek jokes that you don't have to be a great dancer to have a good time tomorrow night. If anyone's like me who doesn't like to tear up the floor, it's just a good event to come out and socialize with your wife or friends. And um, we think we're going to have a good bunch of people there and it'll be just a fun social night if you don't like to dance. And if you do, it's just a plus. Again, the Carol, Carol American Legion's Winter Dance is scheduled for Saturday at the Legion Hall. Doors open 6.30 and all are invited to come out for a great evening. The East Sac County Community School District has announced the hire of a new junior high and high school principal. 
Tony Tedesco will take over as principal on August 1st. He's taught in Iowa for the last 13 years, primarily as a special education instructor. Tedesco's career started at East Mills Community School District in Malvern. While there, he coached four sports, football, girls basketball, baseball, and track. Tedesco and his family then moved to Council Bluffs, where he taught at Abraham Lincoln High School as a special education teacher, but also helped in the science, English, and math departments. Tedesco will take over for Kevin Litterer. Tedesco says, Our family is excited for this new journey we are taking. We look forward to meeting and becoming acquainted with the school staff, students, and communities of ESAC County Community Schools. Tedesco and his wife, Brenna, have three kids together, Jackson, Noah, and Aubrey. And the Audubon City Council is looking at ways to update how the city manages its snow removal. At their meeting earlier this week, council members had a lengthy discussion on the regulation as a whole. City Administrator Joseph Foran says they reviewed everything from code language to parking. When the Public Works Director declares a snow emergency, the ordinance is pretty clear on how things are supposed to run, but it's very general prior to that snow emergency declaration. So there were several different options discussed to increase the public's awareness and the efficiency of removal prior to having to call one of those emergency uh, declarations. Foreign notes that the council did not take any action, but they will look at this in future meetings. He says this issue has more to do with snow removal specifically, and the council discussed various options. You know, in the morning, everybody's on the odd side of the street. In the afternoon, then the even, having people park parallel parking down our main street to allow the plows better chance to go through. Well, right now, you have 12 hours as a business to get your sidewalk cleaned off after the snow stops. There was discussion about decreasing that so that the snow from the sidewalks can get out there before the plows go so they can clean it all up at once because commonly what will happen is the plows will go through, clean the street, and then people come in and the businesses and clean off their sidewalks, of course, shove it into the parking area of the street. So it makes it really hard then for the plows to come back through again. Again, no action was taken during their meeting Monday, and Foran says the council wants to make sure residents clearly understand why they are making changes. According to Foran, it's unclear when the item will be brought back up again at future meetings, but the council wants to get something in place before next year's winter season. And that will wrap up your KCIM Midday News for Friday, February 17th, 2023. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com, or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.